You've made it to episode 237 of the 200 Churches Podcast. Well, Johnny, we just wanted to catch our people up. I have not moved yet. I still am faithfully sitting behind the microphone in the studio, uh, soon to be uh, gone. In, in fact, I told you the other day, I haven't even taken the mics down in the studio yet. I know you're not coming back, but... Do I get one of, put one of those boom mics in my office here? I could hook that right up to my desk and just record. Come on, what do you need all three for at your house? No, we got it. I know, I know. We're going to divvy up the equipment <laughs> so that we could carry on the mission. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now, here are two guys who, like you... Serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The Joshua and Caleb of Ministry Podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. I'm Johnny Craig, and I'm across the digital desk. Yes, you are, Johnny. The digital desk. (laughs) The digital desk. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It seems as though we can talk over each other, and this is working. Okay. Well, there you go. See, already our new reality is a success. The problem is, though... I am in the opulent, ang-luxurious, I can't even say and, ang, ang-luxurious 200 Churches Podcast Studio, and you are where? I'm in my opulent and luxurious office. You are? Here in sunny Johnston, Iowa. Wow. I can't believe you left me. How did this happen? You left me. We just jumped right in. People are so lost right now. They're like, wait, 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 wait. Well, what are they talking about? There are a few people that follow us on social media, and yeah, so they they've seen that things were happening, and so rumors have been started <laughs> that there was a breakup in the 200 churches world. Rumor. I like that. There was some gossip circulating. I saw all the blogs about it. Everybody's very concerned about what happens to us. I actually listened to, I actually watched a video podcast almost 12 years ago, one of the really early podcasts when iTunes first started, and it was a few guys at this church, and then one of them left the church, and I remember thinking, oh man, you know, they broke up the podcast. They're done for. but, But then they kept it going, and it's literally still going today, and I think they've jumped around to about eight different churches between the two or three of them. Well, so there you go. Our whole shtick at the beginning was... Hey, we are in ministry together, and uh, now we're not. We're not in ministry together, but we can continue this podcast because we didn't have a breakup. We had a change of life. Well, we are in ministry together. We're in the 200 churches ministry together. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's something that we've committed to. So, Johnny, we when we when this first started, you said, "Shouldn't we talk about this?" You know, to the to our listeners. Yes. And I yes. said, "You know what? Let's just let's just go through it. Let's do it because even our churches didn't know really what was going on for uh, an amount of time, and we couldn't talk about it to our listeners because some of our people in our church listened. That's very true. If I had come on and said, oh, yes, I've been interviewing at some other churches, you know, for open positions, that would have been uh, quite the pronouncement to make. <laughs> exactly. So so I said, <laughs> hey, podcast. let's go through the whole thing. Let's just get through it. And then yeah. when we're through it, we can talk about it. So yes. that was the plan, and we had structured everything ahead of time. And then in the last two or three weeks, I've kind of put the wrong episodes in the wrong slots. 
and the information <laughs> got out of order. So we needed to do this today instead of later on in the month of August. But either way, we're within three weeks. This episode is a personal episode, but I hope it can also be a helpful episode and say, look, the reality of ministry is there are transitions, right? The reality of ministry is pastors move. Um, I was at Dover, our church in Orange City, for what two months shy of five years, right? Right, right. Um, and I got tired of being the second fiddle. I had a Kyrie Irving moment, and I demanded a trade. No, <laughs> I, uh, I, we had an opportunity uh, to come to back to Des Moines where we had been before, and a really great opportunity at church. And my kids have health stuff, and so it was good to get closer to hospitals. We're closer to family. Just everything really worked out. There was no, there was no negativity, right? I mean, it was all just that's just the way that it works. So after five years of being in ministry together, we're transitioning away from each other. But that's just half of the story, Jeff. That's only half of the story. Well, the other half has to do with the definition of who Kyrie Irving is. I have a feeling he's an athlete, maybe a basketball player. That's (laughs) as far as it goes. See, you can't use these sports jokes when we don't have a third person who is there (laughs) to understand them. I know the listeners are the third person. Somebody understand. Mark, Mark Sheffleton. I think I said it right. Yeah, a listener yeah. who I, I think he loves Cleveland sports. He understood that. He was he was following me. Yes, Kyrie but, Irving wants to get under. He's under the thumb of LeBron James. He thinks he can be a a number one option. Oh, he doesn't gotcha. Work with LeBron James anymore. Yeah. So like my boys I'm, would get I'm it. I'm Kyrie. I was trying to throw it to you to talk about your transition, and then you sidetracked it. Classic. Well, that was half the story, Johnny. The other half is mine, but we really haven't talked about your story yet. Let's go okay. back to actually more than two years ago when you and I talked about, hey, maybe God wants us to go down to Des Moines and plant another church in the Des Moines area where oh, goodness. where our denomination had no, uh, we have no churches. Uh, there are no Christian and Missionary Alliance churches in Des Moines proper. And we felt like, hey, you know, maybe God's leading us in that direction because we understood that you and I together, we're not going to stay in Orange City long term. Right. I mean, it just it just wasn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen for you. Right. And my son was getting to the age where he was about ready to graduate, and we'd been Mm -hmm. at the church for at the time, you know, about a dozen years, and we just felt like, you know, maybe maybe God's transitioning us both out together. And that just never materialized. I mean, God was never no. really doing that. We even talked to the district staff about that, but we just didn't feel God moving in that direction. And no, so we stayed put, and things were fine. And then, uh, and I knew you were planning about five years. I told you five years max would be not. Did I? I didn't say minimum because you wouldn't say five no. years minimum to a new guy coming in at age 26. <laughs> but I said, hey, three to five years would be great. And you were approaching the five-year mark, and mm-hmm. there were a couple opportunities for you. So maybe maybe yeah. talk us through how that started, because the whole time you and I have been doing this podcast together, yes. week after endless week, an episode comes out. And I want this to be a lesson to our listeners. You and I are just regular people. We're nothing yes. special, okay? I mean, oh, we're goodness, not no. extraordinary ordinary skills and abilities and all that. But if we can go through transitioning from one ministry to another and maintain a weekly podcast that is encouraging now up to a thousand people every single day, I mean, that's something, right? And it's just, it's just perseverance. It's just sticking with a workflow. It's just hard work and faithfulness 
and you can do it. Regular people can do irregular things. For <laughs> sure. To put yes. it that way. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll kick it back to you. Yeah, around that five-year mark, well, it, was, it would have been before the five-year mark. My wife and I, we started to look and say, okay, with the makeup of our family, we have a son who is uh, adopted from Nigeria, a daughter who is a Puerto Rican and African-American mix who has Down syndrome. We looked at a, our family makeup and said, do we want to be in a homogenous area like Orange City long term? It's a wonderful town, but it is very, yeah, it's homogenous. Everybody looks the same, right? Uh, do we want that for our kids or do we want to be in a place with a little more diversity? And then also, my son has sickle cell. And like I said, my daughter has Down syndrome. We wanted to be around larger healthcare. We were driving hour and 15 minutes to see specialists and with Eliza's health changing all the time, it was becoming a more frequent thing. Uh, and so all of that was swirling around this feeling of maybe God sending us to the next thing. And so I, I went on, you know, one of those church staffing websites and just poked around. And I really hoped that I wouldn't have to find a job like that. Maybe that sounds bad, right? Because we have listeners who are in churches that they found on church staffing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I, I wanted something that felt more like a, a release by God instead of me see, seeking out yeah, right, no, the, exactly. like, an exit strategy. Yeah. But I went on a church staffing website, and, and I, there was a job in Iowa City, which is a, a, has the university hospital. And you, there, saw, and so, you saw a golden parachute written all over it. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a larger church, maybe 1,500, 2,000 people. And they were looking for a college ministry person. And so I, I, I sent in my application. I had some misgivings, but I sent in my application. Around that same time, I performed a wedding for a couple that had um, come up through our church and the college ministry that we have and then had stuck around after that. And it was after that wedding uh, was done. I was, it was the reception time, and I was standing around. And a young woman came up to me, a young woman and her husband, and they had grown up in Des Moines at a church called Meredith Drive Reform Church. And they said to me, hey, our church is looking for a campus pastor. Our church is hiring, you know, this kind of position. And I thought, and they said, we want you to apply for it, basically. We'd love, because they were from there originally, had come to Orange City for college, and they were going back. And they thought, you know, maybe that I could be a good fit for that kind of job. So they, they actually connected me with the pastor, Pastor Suzanne, and uh, I started to kind of have that conversation. I had these two two worlds swirling against each other. Jeff, you and I were in conversation about this constantly, right? This was not a surprise. Yeah, you're, you're, so, right away. you're so forward, Johnny. See, here I'm your senior pastor, and you're coming <laughs> to me. You know, we're debriefing on which position and which church and how things are going and all that. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it, as a listener now, you'd expect no less from Johnny and I, right? Right. I mean, we were completely <laughs> open about all this stuff together, which was very Absolutely. helpful to both of us. It was. I couldn't have I couldn't have gone through that process in a way that wasn't open with you. You know, you can't be open with the whole church about something like that. You don't want to get into lame duck status, right? As a pastor, you don't want people to feel like you're eyes are on the door, right? Because you love the people in your church. Even in a season like that, you still love the people in your church. So I had these situations swirling, and I told the churches about each other. I said, just so you know, I have, and and they just kept moving together, just kept moving forward. I mean, I expected one to maybe stop, you know, and then it would be clear, right, to move into the other. 
but through the conversations, it just became just so apparent uh, that God was leading me to this church in um, the Des Moines area. And I'm here in Johnston, like I said now. Uh, Meredith Drive Reformed Church. I'm at the bridge campus of that church. And it just, yeah, the staff is wonderful. The, uh, the team here is really incredible. And they have a vision for where they're going that just drew, it just really drew me in. I love the town. I love the church. And I'm so excited the way God opened up the doors. And it was an experience. I mean, to go through that process with two different churches at the same time and that internal tug of war, right? Yeah, there was times where I wished it was only one of them, you know, so that there, because there was so much, you know, tension it felt like in my soul about it. Well, you visited um, both churches. You visited both. In the both. same weekend. Oh, in the same weekend. Yes. You are a two timer. I told them both <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> I for, Everybody you know, knew. Even I forgot it was the same weekend. Yeah, man, it was okay. the same weekend. So, okay. so it was, yeah, it was a wild time. My wife and I went through a lot of conversations and a lot of, yeah. But it, in the end, I mean, God was just so crystal clear. And I, I can't even imagine not being here. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful church. Uh, my our senior pastor, Suzanne, is incredible. And so here I am, right? And after five years in Orange City, I have now come back to Des Moines. And I don't know if you always say a small church is 200, give or take 100 or two. Yeah, yeah. So my campus is right right at that threshold. We're about, we're about 400. So I'm still a small church pastor, Jeff. There I'm you go. still, here I am. Uh, it's very different, <laughs> believe me, because it's a very different uh, idea. And I, I want everybody to know, I, you know, I still have a heart for small churches. I still love small churches. But that's where I'm at now is the campus pastor at the Bridge Campus of Meredith Drive Reform Church in Johnston, Iowa. If you're ever coming through Des Moines, give me a call. I'll be right here in my little office. <laughs> so, I'd love to chat. So I was just listening to a podcast the other day. I, I literally don't remember which one it was. I think it was Carrie Newhoff's. Yes, I right. listened to the Carrie Newhoff Leadership oh, Podcast. I mean, not every episode, but... You love it. I listen. So he was talking to rural pastors with multi-sites. So okay. rural multi-sites where, I mean, you're just you're talking about maybe a 201 or 101 and 30 or 80 or 150 in the other and talking about that in the rural areas they even have multi-sites. So... You're a multi-site, and you've got yes. uh, together, I don't know, whatever it is, twice twice what yours is, right? So you've got somewhere between six and 800 people on any given Sunday between the two campuses, right? Yes. So, uh, so what you're going through, you guys as a church are still kind of working your way through two different locations, two different names, you know, mm -hmm. one unified budget. Uh, but two different paths. So there's a campus pastor who actually preaches at both locations, but the senior pastor also preaches a minority of the messages in both locations and how that Correct. all works, you know, how you, how you can be mm -hmm. the same church with different names and exactly how it's all going to shake out. So a cool thing, I think, even for sm smaller and rural churches that want to do this over time, we'll, t we'll end up talking about this stuff. 
And oh, for sure. We'll we'll learn with you and Pastor Suzanne and the rest of the staff. You know some of the some of the uh, successes and failures in in that mm-hmm. journey. So that's just a little piece of the content that I think is in the future for uh, for our podcast, along with you know the endless stream of guests that we're going to continue to have. Uh, but yeah. that's just another thing that we're going to get to learn. I yeah. think that's going to be fun. And you're the you're in this other location, but you're the first campus pastor to be there during the week in what, almost nine years? So I'm the first ever campus pastor at this location. This is a new day. The way that they launched their multi-site was not the campus model that they're living into now that we're living into now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Pastor Gary at the Meredith Drive campus is, uh, he's the first campus pastor at that campus and I'm the first campus pastor at this campus. But yeah, I will be, we have an actual physical building for this campus, but I will be the first pastor who has ever officed out of this building. Right? They had to, I will be they had the to cordon off a, They had to cordon off a spot for you to actually create an office. Correct. They didn't even have a really a pastoral office space. <laughs> so it's been it's a new adventure for everybody. But like I said, with a team like the one we have here, I mean, I just think, um, yeah, we're going to we are doing amazing kingdom work. And I think we'll continue to do amazing kingdom work. And I'm very excited, very excited. So Debbie and I stopped at your place two days ago. And yes. I, I had to run in and oh, yeah, we had to get a picture taken. We're going to speak at this yes. conference and they wanted a promo picture. And lo and behold, you and I are such great narcissistic marketers that we didn't even have a promo picture to send them of the two of us, except some cheesy one from three years ago when your hair was three feet long. That's right. And and, and truthfully, the picture we took is terrible. I mean, there's bad lighting and it's, yeah, we're not good promoters. <laughs> no, well, I was joking when we came into your office and I said, I just stood there and I put my arm out and I said, okay, come over here next to me. We'll get this picture taken. Right, because yeah. that's the only, only reason I stopped. Let's get this picture taken, and I got to hit the road. And that you, you did though. You walked over, white background. We just snapped the picture, and that's what we have. Uh, but my, but when we left, <laughs> when we left, my wife was asking me all these questions. So, how does it work? So then, there's how, there's two different look. There's one church. Are there how many senior pets? So what does Pastor Suzanne do? Well then. Are there three locations? Because there's three. I mean, she was, she was so confused. So I can imagine, you know, there's all kinds of questions from your people and from people that are coming to the church. Oh, this isn't its own church. Oh, there's a, there's like a mothership. Well, are we just like a, an extra appendage? Are we in an appendix church? Hey, 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 nobody feels that way. You know, (laughs) all those kind of, but you know, those kinds of all different questions. So anyway, yeah. That's something we get to. And and so you guys went down, you bought a house, moved into the community. That's right. Lock, uh-huh. stock, and Ur- barrel. And Dover, Iowa. Dover wiped their brow and said, whew, we made it through Johnny and Kayla <laughs> We <Craig."> survived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dover was so beautiful about the whole thing. I mean, they sent me off. They, they gave me just an incredibly generous gift to send me off to this church. They prepared me for ministry. And I, I couldn't say enough nice things about the church uh, at, at Dover. I couldn't say enough nice things about you, obviously. Um, no, you, yeah, you, I'm you, very, right. you couldn't say enough. So, you know, <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I was just reflecting, you know, and we all, you change a lot between 26 and 31, but it was really, I was thinking about the, the change in my life that happened over the past five years and the maturation as a pastor, as a 
parent, as a husband, you know, as a person. And uh, yeah, so I just have such love for the people at Dover and uh, for you. And yeah, it's not the end of our partnership by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm excited that we are connected in this kind of a way so that we can't we can't float too far from each other, <laughs> even yeah. if there's space separating us. Although the space isn't so great, Jeff. No, no. So that's the other half of the story. Last September, I went to Omaha for uh, something to do with our district, and we were going to do an ordination service for somebody. And my wife went with me, and my wife and I went out to dinner with our new district superintendent and his wife. And we had never been able to do that before, and we got the chance, and we invited them out, and uh, we just got to know each other. And through the conversation, one of the questions he asked me was, uh, do you see yourself ever becoming open to maybe going to a different church? And I just hadn't really thought about that that much, and I said, well, you know, if, if God's leading, I suppose, right, if God's actually leading, but isn't that the thing you and I have often joked about? Oh, yeah, when God leads, all of a sudden, you know, pastors always blame it on God leading, and then they go off somewhere else. That's right. So he, <laughs> he and I right. had that conversation, and then it was, I think, in October that we got this email from our district that listed all these churches without pastors. And you buzzed me, and you said, Jeff, there's a church on this list. You, you should go to that church. And I'm like, okay, Johnny, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll just uh I'll just push the button and uh you know and when you said that I thought well that's that's just kind of ridiculous you know why would why would they want me a and you know how would how would I oh. go from how would I go from here to there so the whole process seemed a little bit overwhelming so I didn't think of it and uh then at some point I got an email from the district superintendent and he said you know would you consider this church and yeah. I put it off and I put it off because as I started to think about it, I thought, okay, well, my two sons just last summer moved into central Iowa within 10 mm -hmm. minutes of each other. And man, that church would only be like a half an hour away. That would, that would be awesome. And then I started thinking, well, my son is graduating from high school. Well, that would be awesome. And then I knew you were uh, likely going to go somewhere. Uh, and I thought, well, if he ends up down in the Des Moines area, which I knew if you moved, you'd probably be in central Iowa because that's where there's family and health care and all that. And it just seemed too good. It just seemed too slick to me. And so <laughs> for that reason, I resisted and I dragged my feet. And the process just kind of arduously uh, lumbered throughout the winter and into the spring. And in the meantime, you you were pulling the trigger on things and you were on your way, and for a while I thought maybe I was going to go in a different direction, and and uh, so it was just a time of a lot of uh, a lot of possibilities and some confusion. So yes, we get to uh, we get to the month of May, and then I get an email from this church, and they say we have a search committee, and we would like you to come and meet with us. And I thought, okay, now this is real. They actually yeah. want me. Still, I thought. I'll go and meet with them, but it's not going anywhere because they're meeting with, you know, three or four people and the likelihood they're going to pick me is, is pretty remote. I'm not even concerned about it. Where's the self-confidence, Jeff? You know, you'd think, you'd think that after a while you'd have a little, right? But I don't know, John, I'll just blame <laughs> it on you. I'm sure you're the reason for anything wrong with me. Uh, oh, I took, your, I took it all. I had nothing but confidence. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they invite me out. I go out to see them, and then they say, "Hey, we want uh, we want a videotaped message from you, and we would like you to." And so I jump through all these hoops. And the long and short of it is, they invite me to come out and to candidate. And we went out a couple weekends ago, had a, just a fantastic weekend. And uh, we're going to be moving out there in uh, in sometime in early September. So, oh my goodness! August is going to be my last month. This month of August is my last month at our church in Orange City, and then on Labor Day weekend will be my first uh, weekend at this new church, Community Heights Alliance Church in Newton, Iowa. Now, isn't that just the wildest thing? It's it's very wild to me. It's wild to yeah. me. And not, and unfortunately, this church that I'm going to doesn't fall within that give or take a hundred or two. So Oh, oh, you're such a martyr. So unfortunately, it, 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 yes, it doesn't fall. Me, I have an eight hundred member church. So unfor <laughs> it's not that big. So unfortunately though the the uh, the unfortunate part, Johnny, is not for me, it's for you. Because you being the small church pastor and with the editing skills you have, you will have oh. to begin editing the podcast every week. I'm going to replace you then. I'm going to I'm going to get another small church pastor out here, and just, it's no longer Jeff and John. I'd find somebody else named Jeff, maybe, or, or Jack, Jack <laughs> and Johnny. Jeff. You got to find a J though. Jack and Johnny. Yeah. You so, <laughs> you know, so you're going through this stuff now. The way we just described it doesn't begin to tell. All the back and forth, oh, yeah. the wonders, the conversations, the the guilty feelings, right? When you're yes. leaving one church or you're talking to one church while you're at another church. And yeah. Debbie and I were just saying the other day, where we're at now, I'm excited for our church because even though they're losing all of their full-time staff, because the, the other part of the story is we have another full-time staff member who is actually moving to Minneapolis, and God is moving her out just about within the three-month period, all three of us will have left. Well, you make it sound real bad. <laughs> it, well, you know, you could look at the glasses half full or half empty, right? So I'm excited yeah. for Dover because they're going to have new staff. I mean, they have yeah. to. They're going to get well, a new pastor. It's time for a church. I right. think so. They're going to have a new pastor or two. Uh, a new staff member in the office, maybe a new staff member to uh, lead in a couple different ministries in the church. So here's the, the here's the funny thing, though. And and we were laying in bed last night, my wife and I were talking, and she's saying, I wonder how Johnny and Kayla felt about this, that you're on your way out of a church, but you're not gone yet. So you have to be appropriately sorrowful for having to leave the people you're with, but somewhat mutedly excited about the church you're going to until you get there. <laughs> then you can be excited because you're with the people you're going to. And it, you know what I mean? So you've got to do that dance as a pastor. And yeah. it's different today than it was 14 years ago for me because you've got social media. You never mm -hmm. really leave, right? You stay, <laughs> you stay connected. You can stay connected to people. So I unfriended everybody. They're dead to me. You just, you no, just, didn't just you just start a whole new Facebook identity? I thought about it. Rev, Reverend Jonathan Craig. <laughs> oh, Facebook, the bane of my existence. Yes. So I know that we have pastors listening right now who are in these moments of transition, right? And they've heard our quick tale, right? And they're nodding their heads and saying, yeah, I understand that. 
you know, uh, how'd you say it? Appropriate sorrowfulness <laughs> and tempered excitement. Right. <laughs> Muted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and then, uh, but that's true. You know, it's, uh, it is a, it's a weird situation. We love our churches and hopefully our churches love us. Right. Strangely, I will say I felt the most love from our church when I left than I did the whole five years that I was there. It was like, all the appreciation comes out, all the, you know, all the gratitude comes out, all the stuff that as pastors, we hope the differences we're making, but people don't necessarily always know to tell us the differences that we're making. Jeff, you're going to have, I mean, they're going to be rolling in all over you. So that's a, that's a good feeling, but my, here's maybe my word. Okay. This is my word. Leaving an old church in a good way and getting that level of affirmation Coming to a new church where people will certainly be excited about you because you're the new, you know what I mean, is going to be a lot of affirmation. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. Just because people think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread right now, you you need to stay grounded. Stay humble, right? Like, you know who you are. Be who God made you to be. But you don't, you know, don't get a crazy big head just because you're in this stage of, you know, affirmation that can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you're not as good as people tell you you are, but you're not as Correct. bad as they tell you you are either. So <laughs> you may you may be in a tough spot right now where the shine has worn off the rose and people are, you know, giving it to you. It's not as bad as they think, and we're no. often we're often not as good as they think. And I told uh, I told a group of elders, search committee people, and staff and their spouses at somebody's house on the candidating weekend. I said, uh, quite honestly, what you see tonight, this is the best I am ever going to look to you guys. I said, because once I come and we start doing real life together and you see me every week, I will <laughs> never have looked as good as I look tonight. I said, that is often the case. I hope it isn't. I hope that the more you get to know me, I'll look better. I said to know but, you is to love you. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you you don't build up. There's no perfect church, no perfect pastor, no perfect yep. people. And let's just be realistic because we're going to come together, we're going to do what we can do, we're going to serve God, and we're going to expect the Holy Spirit to do things. And you know, I'm not the savior, you're not the savior of our particular congregation. I like that. You're not as bad as they say. A, a person that I had, what I would have described as a strained relationship with, maybe, at Dover, was a, a key, you know, person in providing me with the generous gift, right, that, that was given to me w when I left. And that's just, I would have never guessed, you know what I mean? I would have never thought something like that. So it was it's a good it's a good thing to remember. You are not if you're in a stressful situation, if you're in a, you know, people are kind of yeah, it's not as bad. <laughs> you're not as bad as they say you are. I'm already old news now, but you're you're a person on the move here pretty quick and that's that's exciting times. Exciting times. And exciting times for the podcast. I think we now have broader experience to bring to bear on this podcast. We we have more more access to guests, honestly, and in-person guests, which is always the best kind of guests. And so I think it's an exciting time. This is n certainly not the end of the podcast. If anything, this is a, a fresh beginning to what we're doing here at 200 Churches. Yeah, I like that. And you and I sat down in your office a couple of weeks ago there in, in Des Moines, and we kind of mapped out a strategy because 
you and I will only be about 35 minutes apart, yeah. which is awesome. We talked about how we can get together both online uh, with hopefully a little better connection even than we have today. Uh, <laughs> but we can get together online uh, once a month and then once a month we'll get together in person and we will record yeah. with some guests and kind of batch process this thing, which which we did several months ago because you and I have seen each other two or three times now in the last about 10 weeks. And yeah. people, you know, if they're just listening to the podcast every week, you know, there we are, we're talking, we're, we're shucking and jiving and laughing and, and yeah, you know, I don't inter know. interviewing guests, and it just seems like everything's normal. Uh, they don't know that we did 80% of that recording at 2 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Three days before I moved. <laughs> it, nothing, nothing has been normal. Nothing has been normal in our lives. But, you know, the, the podcast has ministered and served us and changed us because yes. for two guys to get together around a common vision, you know, and a common task uh, and a common ministry, it has helped us to be better and it's built our relationship. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what my life would be like. I can't imagine what our lives would be like had we not started this podcast. I mean, the people we've known, the things we've learned. So it's been awesome, and we are absolutely going to attempt to continue it. Whether or not our faces freeze on the screen, we'll just keep talking and clean up the recording later on, right? We can figure it out, yeah. So I, I want to just reassure, sounds strange, but we were in larger settings now, both of us, but our hearts remain the same for small churches. We're not leaving the mission of encouragement for small church pastors. We behind. had to talk about that, didn't we? We did. Jeff was ready to leave you guys behind, but I said, no, no. We love these people. <laughs> you, you have changed in you have changed in the four and a half years we've done this because yes, I have. <laughs> you were not committed to it. I was just being honest and saying, "Hey, we don't have to change the podcast, but I think just what we do is just going to naturally change." I still think that's true, but you stepped up to the plate and you were swinging for, "Hey, we've got to be stay committed to encouraging pastors of small churches," and so. Yes. That has gotten me thinking, and now we haven't talked about it much since we made that decision to stay committed to that, but yeah. it's got me thinking that we don't have to be small church pastors to, I mean, I've been pretty much a small church pastor all my life, right. so right. It, it's it's kind of who I am. I've got to lead differently now and manage differently, and that's fine, but it, what it's what it's reminded me is that small church pastors are doing great things, small churches are doing great yes. things. And we are going to continue cheerleading that truth and that fact and affirming, encouraging, and inspiring pastors of small churches, but then cheerleading small church ministry because yeah. it is what God is using around the country, and it's the normal, ordinary-sized churches and emphasis on normal that mm -hmm. are really making a difference. So never to minimize the small churches dotting the landscape all That's across, right. really all across the world. That's right. No, we love it. And there's plenty of podcasts out there for all sides. Churches, Carrie Hoff is a great example, and it's a great podcast. But our focus has always been small churches, and I think it will continue to be. We love we love you pastors and leaders of small churches. So any parting shots, Jeff? Oh, I get to ask for parting shots. I'm wondering how our listeners weathered, uh, weathered the two uh, senior theologians we had on 
very recently. So last week, you know, me and Dave. We, we got like no feedback. Oh, no, we got feedback. I got feedback on Twitter and on Facebook. We got feedback. Oh, okay, uh, okay. okay. Yeah. And we had b- big numbers for listeners on there. And I yeah. I stuck the, that podcast in a couple different groups on Facebook. And a couple of those groups yeah. just gobbled those podcasts up. It was kind of funny, those particular episodes. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, those two guys, they, they were a blast to talk to. And, uh, yeah. and, and again, the content, again, my, our goal is to get our listeners to be able to listen erenically, which means peacefully, <laughs> with peace and love in their hearts, listen to people with all different views, and then expand and grow our own views by doing that. And man, those guys now you're, those guys helped us to do that. I'm not gonna get specific, but you defanged a little bit some of the more pointed comments that they made. <laughs> you you mean I edited? You you did helpful editing to to not uh, cause a stumbling block to uh, certain listeners with certain uh, proclivities. <laughs> well, let's say I edited the the style, but I didn't take off any of the clothes. There you go. That's I, funny. I just That's edited funny. the style. Yeah. 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 I kept it true to the spirit of our podcast. I, did. I like how, yes, that's true. You're, Jeff is looking at me right now like he can't believe I brought this up. And this at this point, we'll never see the light of day on the actual episode. No, but, no, no, it will. Yeah. It will. <laughs> no, see, because we're not, we're not political incendiary type of a podcast. We don't do that. But those guys. Correct. Those guys. As a person, I'm very incendiary but on the podcast. Right, right. So those guys made those guys made kingdom statements that had political ramifications and yes. and and I wanted that to remain and I wanted the the force of it to remain. So we want to keep our podcast true to the spirit of an irenic exchange of ideas. Yes, right? absolutely. Cool. Well, Johnny, we just wanted to catch our people up. I have not moved yet. I still am faithfully sitting behind the microphone in the studio, uh, soon to be uh, gone. In, in fact, I told you the other day I haven't even taken the mics down in the studio yet. I know you're not coming back, but do I get one? Of, put one of those boom mics in my office here. I could hook that right up to my desk and just record. Come on, what do you need all three for at your house? No, we got. I know, I know. We're gonna divvy up the equipment <laughs> so that we can carry on the mission. And, That's right. And That's it, right. It will happen. It will happen. It will happen. So. No. Okay, well, hey, this has been uh, a, a fun episode for us. Uh, it would have been more fun if we were in the same room. Honestly, it would have. So that's going to cause yeah. us to to make sure that we we do get together. We batch process these things because we don't want to lose any quality going forward with 200 churches. Absolutely right. Well, thanks for listening. I think next week we got a great episode with Tim and Ginger Helm. We do. We do have Tim and Ginger Home from MojoVideo.com. Give that a lesson. They've been in ministry for a long time. they got a lot of great advice and content. So thanks to them. And thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church. check for me.
Check, check. Okay, good. All right. Okay. I, I barely remember how to do this. I know. It's only been two months. I know. That's a long time. It was almost three months since we recorded yesterday's episode with, uh, with uh, Dave Jacobs. Oh, man. All right. So we're just giving people a rundown that we broke up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, your boys would absolutely get it. <laughs> uh, Fort Boulevard, Texas is calling me. Wow. I'm going to decline it. Hey, you know what? I'm going to turn my phone off. Okay. Oh. Okay, I'm going to turn this phone off. We're still recording. <laughs> Where was I? Where? Uh, Make that an outtake. Uh, we I just described Kyrie Irving to you. 